0: Welcome to Sparks of History, where world history and Jewish history meet, and it's a pleasure today. We are hosting um, Professor Andrei Zorin, and Professor Zorin is the professor and chair of Russian at the University of Oxford. He has authored many, many books on Russian literature and culture, uh, including a um, award-winning biography of Leo Tolstoy and today we will focus on Tolstoy and hear uh, Professor Zorin's perspective of this great literary genius. Um, Professor Zorin, just a little bit about your background and how did you become interested in Russian literature and Tolstoy specifically?
1: Well, uh, my background was always in literary and cultural studies. Yeah, I uh, graduated from Moscow University in the uh, late 70s, got a degree, actually both degrees. In Russia, you have two, mm, P, two PhDs here yeah, from the same university, roughly equivalent to the German habilitation system. Yeah, um, for, and I started working on Russian, I graduated as a specialist in English literature, actually, but it was Soviet Union. And as it was very clear that I'll never be able to cross the Soviet border, I decided to uh, switch to Russian because I thought that a specialist in English literature would not be compatible, um, competitive without ability to travel yeah and to visit the united kingdom mm-hmm. so yeah i became a specialist in russia when i uh, so and it was as a specialist in russian culture that finally i got a job here in 2004 i moved to oxford uh, after traveling and teaching a lot also in the united states and uh, my primary sphere of research interests was Russian culture of, especially Russian noble culture of 18th, early 19th century. And my, most of my books and my articles are about this period, which was also a sort of political decision in Soviet time, which is fear because it was to any possible extent less contaminated by official ideology. We couldn't do twentieth uh, the early 19th century because of the yeah, censorship control. And old Russian culture was also impossible because it was absolutely religious and you couldn't do it seriously, the atheist culture. So I chose the um, 18th, early 19th century as the most ideological neutral sphere where you could possibly work without a great interference from the state so
0: you would give the the Soviet Union and uh, the the government their credit for the field that you went into, ironically.
1: Yes, very much so. Yes, it was the result of the taboos. <laughs> yes, so I uh, chose the sphere where taboos were minimal. They still existed, <laughs> but they were minimal. And uh, so yes, and uh, I started working on that and after the fall of Soviet Union, I shifted a bit to cultural studies from purely literary studies. Yeah, and I did a um, book on the interrelations between Russian literature and ideology, which was published in 2001. And then I started also, studying the history of emotions and my latest major book was dedicated on to this topic Uh, but uh, I was for my entire life I was Tolstoy's fan I read and reread Tolstoy it had nothing to do for a long time with any research or academic interests I was just uh, a fan of his prose yeah and of his personality and then growing old, i decided that i may switch uh, to this field and do something through research uh, because it's the last possibility in my life yeah to do it to change it yeah now or never as you sometimes nice. have a feeling yeah and it also coincided with my uh, desire to change the strategy because for my entire life I preferred to choose a topic not known to anyone and then try to find something u- universally interesting in something totally unknown Yeah, but this time I decided i change it completely and I'll do I think the author who is the second best researched in the old world literature after Shakespeare Shakespeare is number one, Tolstoy is probably number two in this hierarchy. Yeah, um, and trying to find, uh, yeah, starting with new and then going to universally interesting. And this was my usual strategy. And now I decided I'll start start by universally interesting and go to something new. And suddenly, when I just started doing it and just published my first article on Tolstoy, there was an offer from Reaction Book to do a biography. And I never before wrote popular books for general readership. I mostly, I only wrote academic books, but I decided why not? It was an interesting challenge. Yeah, and also with enormous uh, quantity of the enormous bulk of texts written by Tolstoy. Enormous variety of his life. He was a soldier. He was engaged in peasant labor. He was a landlord. And, uh, he had a family tragedy. Yeah, and he was a writer. He was a thinker. He was a religious leader, and so on and so forth. But it was also a challenge to do it in a very short book. Yeah, I was asked to do fifty thousand words, which I failed to do, but I <laughs> managed. To, uh, to do it under 60,000 words. And the publisher said, okay, you can do it. It was like 59,000, yeah. and so it was published. Yeah, that was the way I decided that it uh, w- would be a very good introduction to a major work on Tolstoy, which I'm now engaged in. What,
0: what, 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 why is Tolstoy, um, just wanna to move back just a little bit, we're, we're not getting get your entire face there, just a little more, even more, even more. Okay. Yeah, I just, maybe the, the computer just put it down on your, uh, maybe move the camera a little bit, which is not getting your, your face, the full face. That's perfect. Oh, that's it. Okay. Perfect. What, 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 why is Tolstoy such a compelling literary figure? And, and what's a unique perspective that, that, that you have on him that you might bring out in the, in the current book or the one you're working on?
1: You know, well, I would not probably use the word unique because uh, in the field which was ventured by 10,000, tens of thousands of people, well, it will be preposterous to claim I did something absolutely unique. But what was very important for me, as Tolstoy uh, had a lot of major transitions in his life, he changed, he shifted his views, He switched from uh, writing to teaching and then to religious writings and back to writing. And he he, uh, endured many major transformations through his life. Uh, It is rather usual to write about Tolstoy's contradictions. And everyone, not, not everyone, but the majority of people who wrote on Tolstoy including such thinkers who were exactly opposite each other in all other respects, as Vladimir Lenin and Isaiah Berlin, both said uh, that Tolstoy was an immensely contradictory figure. And the word, when you deal with Tolstoy, the word contradictions is the most uh, usually used. And it, uh, to repeat the word, completely contradicted all my perceptions of Tolstoy. Well, it is natural for a human being to be contradictory. We are all contradictory, but from my point of view, Tolstoy was the least contradictory figure you can imagine. He was consistent to the pathological level. It's very rarely you can find a person who was so consistent as Tolstoy. And my uh, idea, my take, was to try to show this absolutely unique. In this case, I would be be reluctant to use the word unique. Applied to Tolstoy, not to me. Yeah, but he was absolutely unique in uh, wholeness and consistency of his uh, life journey, of his vision, of his ideals, of his aspirations. And I tried, uh, my idea was to show this consistency through immense transformations, changes, breaks, and returns uh, he went through his uh, life. So, in other words, with, with, with all the transitions
0: and all the changes, what you were able to see from your research was this consistency um, and, and, and not, and, you know, Uh, a a totally contradictory um, person, even though, as you said, we are all have contradictions, but it was a consistency despite all the changes in his life.
1: Yes, yes, I think so. Uh, It's not for me to judge to what extent I was able to do it, but at least I was tried and aspired to do it. That was my vision and my idea and my hope to be able to show this consistency through the changes yeah because he had an ideal of himself of a true life uh, formed incredibly early in his life and he aspired to reach it uh, through his all his life and he searched for the best possible way to reach and to realize the ideals he had through different ways of life, through military service, through working on the land, through teaching children, through writing fiction, uh, through religious preaching, and um, through family life, and to many other things. Sometimes he failed, sometimes he succeeded, sometimes he realized that he fails and tried a, a different Directions and different steps, but it was uh, the journey he knew from the very beginning where he was traveling, and it was very important for him to see it.
0: Well, so and and, and what made him and continues uh, to make him s- such a popular literary figure? Is, is is there a style? Is is there some kind of a a, a special style of writing, character building? Um, that, that that makes the, the novel still so readable
1: you know there are different things Def- definitely style and definitely understanding of human life and human condition we, you know, he, his ability to get inside human psyche and as mm, many, Critics, that's I'm not unique here at all. Most of the critics say then when you read Tolstoy, you have a feeling that you deal with a piece of life and not with a piece of art, and that's uh, a very uh, impressive feeling. You can completely immerse in it. But uh, one thing uh, for which makes Tolstoy so special, I think, for because this illusionist effect the idea that it is real life is was the aspiration of many writers of his period it was the idea of realism of the 19th century to create this illusion of life and many writers well Flaubert uh, Deakins, yeah, others is yeah, uh, uh, speaking about russian writers uh, they tried and they had a lot of success trying to create but, uh, the solution. But the main idea, the dogma, I think, for uh, this would be in order to be realistic and convincing, you have to withdraw from the stage. The author has to withdraw himself and let his characters speak, develop, show them. And that's how Flaubert, for example, right? Was the great master of literary illusion. An admirable master of literary illusion. Tolstoy does exactly the contrary. He is always on the stage. He commands, he says, he's present. You can't <clears> get rid <throat> of him. Yeah, he's always om- omnipresent in everything he says. Yeah, and still he, he has uh, this, uh, he produces this incredible effect because he always speaks about himself. And the effect is achieved not because he speaks about life, but because he speaks about himself, speaking about life and that here, the very similitude is absolute. And he's, but he also had a unique ability to understand humans. His sister-in-law once said to him, after reading one of his novels, I think it was Anna Karenina. Yes, it was Anna Karenina. uh, She said, uh, uh, as she called him, yeah. yeah, I can understand absolutely anything, but I can't understand how you know what feels the, uh, a woman who is giving birth. Uh, yeah, that is absolutely incredible to me. That I can comprehend. Everything else, okay. But this, yeah, uh, I can figure out. Yeah, but she was very much impressed even by that. Feeling and ability uh, to get inside human being and to understand uh, uh, another or person and to understand and not only to understand but also to express his understanding in words in his unique style uh maxim gorky who was a major writer but from yeah once said uh, about tolstoy whom he admired very much he said do you think it was easy for him write so clumsily he knew how to write very well so he corrected himself uh, 10 times and on the 10th it became clumsy enough (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he created this effect of absolute uh, reality getting to the very core to the essence of feelings of uh, immediate sensations of other things